Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. Awesome. Well, it's great to have you with us in a carpetless house again. Um, the dynamics are different, isn't it? It's, it's, it's like vast open spaces. But um, we're still working on things. We are drying this building drier than it's ever been in its history. Uh, we are getting into deep, dark corners and cleaning out and stripping walls off. And uh, I have to say a thank you again to those um, ladies and gentlemen who came on Wednesday, I'm pretty sure it was, and cleaned through the place again, helped rip out some more walls and things, and just so valuable. The um, guy who's doing the, the testing on the facility, the, the moisture testing, everything, has been very impressed with our workmanship. So thank you for coming along and helping out, and we'll keep you posted as to our remedial work that when we put everything back. But, um, yeah, it's, it's been really good just seeing people jump in, literally. We had a bin out, a skip out here. You would have seen it last week. And uh, Alan Williams and Graham Mitchell, I think, were literally in that bin, <laughs> hammering away at everything. So just absolutely outstanding, you guys. Um, I'm going to pray. Lord, we pray that you would speak to us this morning. We thank you for your word and we thank you for your truth that you are the rock of everything we believe in. And we pray that you would move and speak this morning upon us and in us and through us in Jesus' name. Amen. John Maxwell, a great Christian leader uh, who teaches a lot on leadership. Most of you would know him. You've probably got one of his books up on your shelf there somewhere that uh, you might have read and you might not have read. Uh, but he... Uh, has a quote about credibility, and that's what I want to talk on today. And he says this, To gain credibility, you must consistently demonstrate three things. Initiative, you have to get up to go up. Sacrifice, you have to give up to go up. And maturity, you have to grow up to go up. If you show the way, people will want to follow you. The higher you go the greater the number of people who will be willing to travel with you. There's a whole lot in that to, to um, grasp. But I want to read from Luke chapter 5 just to fill that out a little bit. And in this particular passage, um, Jesus is teaching... He's sharing, uh, he's teaching parables. But the, the thing that I want to bring out of this particular uh, passage in Luke chapter 5, what's, everything's going slow this morning, <laughs> is that Jesus showed the way as much as he evidenced it. And he showed it by his life, by his demonstration, and he preached it. And this is the powerful thing, I think, for us in modern Christianity, I don't know about you, but if you've noticed, particularly the next generation, sort of anyone under about 25, 
if they watch influencers on social media, as long as they look good and they sound good, then they pretty much take their word for it. It doesn't really matter whether they've got a lot of credibility or they've got credentials or they've done this thing for 10 years. In fact, a lot of them only done this thing for six months. But they look good and they sound good and therefore they gain credibility and influence. Now, over time, that can wear thin and, you know, things go up and down. But Jesus, our rock, in Luke chapter 5, I just want to read this passage and, and summarize a little bit about credibility for us. One day, as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. He noticed two empty boats at the water's edge, for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push it out into the water. So he sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Now go out where it's deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. I just want to pause there for a minute. Can you imagine Simon's, and we'll read about this in a minute, but most of you know the story. They've been out all night trying to catch fish. And Jesus comes along and you know, tells them to send out the boats and, and do it all over again. I don't know about you, but some people who are a little bit more meticulous, I'm not known for my meticulousness. But when I do something, if, if I do it and then someone comes along and says, okay, that's not good enough, come and do it all over again. It's like, Ugh, really? Ugh, I've already done it. But these guys have been out all night. And Jesus boldly comes along and just tells them, Let's do this all over again. Can you imagine Simon's inner voice? I don't know about you. Do you have that inner voice that says, oh, my goodness, are you kidding me? I'm knackered. I've been out all night, all night, and we caught nothing. So the first thing I think that Simon would have had to get over was himself, was his own little probably inner voice of maybe criticism. Oh, Jesus, here we go again. And he wasn't swearing. Here we go again. He's telling us to do that radical thing all over again. And so, but faithfully, he follows. Master Simon replied, we've worked hard all night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I'll let down the nets again. At this time, their nets were so full of fish that they began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners in the other boat. And soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. When Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Oh Lord, please forgive me. I'm such a sinful man. For he was awestruck by the number of fish they had caught, as were the others with him, his partners, James, John, were also amazed. Jesus replied to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishing for people. And as soon as they had landed, they left everything and followed Jesus. Jesus walked in the greatest form of credibility of anyone who's ever walked the earth. Most of us look at other people and we're, we're actually looking for credibility, whether we, whether we use those words or not. But if you watch who you listen to, you listen to people who you believe are credible, authentic, have the qualifications, they have the results in their life. And this sometimes 
is where we as Christians can let ourselves down because the message versus our walk, there sometimes is a great distance between what we say we believe and how we evidence the kingdom of God. And so for me, it's something that I always take on and I'm always trying to take personal responsibility that those words of saying, is my walk matching my talk? Is my walk matching this, this gospel that I believe? And there's many times it's not. This morning, I got up, normal Sunday morning, and uh, I had to take about five or ten minutes and a bulletproof coffee, for those of you who know what that is, and uh, to help me just, just get a little bit focused this morning. And it took me longer than normal to just put on some worship music in the sauna and just get in that place. I didn't feel like it. There are many Christians, particularly through COVID, who don't feel like going to church anymore. They might regret it in a generation's time. But when we are faced with Jesus for us, when he is calling us to do something that we might have done many, many times, I think oftentimes parables and stories like this are really difficult but they're so because ex- they're so extreme and the results are so good that we can never perhaps attain to that goodness i mean that 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 kind of result miraculous two boats full of fish when do we ever see this stuff what i've learned about the gospels and new testament and the amazing stories and miracles is not to dampen them down to my own experience not to dampen them down to my limitations, but to realize that sometimes it won't always be in an explosive way like it is here. We pray it is. We hope for it and believe for explosive outbursts of God's power and his presence. But sometimes the catch load of two boatloads of fish might be for us over the next decade. It's still supernatural, but it might take longer. It's still his hand, it's still God's will, it's still his power, but it might take a little bit longer. Why? Because we're still on the journey of becoming like Christ. I don't know about you, but I'm still on that journey well and truly of becoming like him. So thinking like him and and believing like him and acting like him is taking me a little longer. And so some of the results take a little bit longer as well, but it doesn't mean we give up. It doesn't mean we say, oh, that's never going to happen. Because that would be like Simon saying, well, we fished all night. I'm knackered. I'm I'm not even going to be bothered going out again. And there's many opportunities for us to give up, isn't there? There's many opportunities for us to lose heart. I want to encourage you this morning, don't give up. Wherever you're at in your faith journey, the boatload of fish may take a few months, but it will still be miraculous. It may take a few years, but it's still his hand guiding you and leading you and opening doors. When I, was, when I finally did get into a bit of a prayer zone this morning and, and um, was, was just dwelling and listening, uh, the, the words came to me, winds of change. And so I, I just began sort of looking up winds of change and I found an s- old 80s song or something that some of you might remember. I don't, don't even know it. But anyway, um, 
winds of change. And I just felt for some of us that the winds of change in 2023 are coming. Um, But when we are prepared, when we are listening, we don't have to be worried. Sometimes we'll hear things like winds of change, like, oh, no, not change, not change. I won't keep everything the same. Things are going okay right now. Do not rock the boat. Just, I'm okay. But why can't they be good winds of change? Why can't they be amazing winds of change? Why can't they be incredible boatloads of fish? It might take a whole year, but that's still a boatload that we didn't catch last year. And there's a saying that I've sort of, well, I've copied a whole lot of guys, but success grows in millimetres. I've realised that because I've realised that Everything we do, we sometimes want, we want meters, we want yards, we want massive big promotions instantly and really, really quick or we get disappointed, but normally it takes millimeters. Millimeters and compounding interest, one after the other, stepping forward, growing gradually, that's how we see maturity and credibility. Initiative, sacrifice and maturity, they're the three things that John Maxwell identifies That us as leaders, because we're all leaders, anyone who preaches the gospel is a leader. Anyone who believes in Jesus is a leader because hopefully we're leading others to Christ. And so therefore we're leaders. But to be good leaders, we need credibility. Our walk needs to match our talk. And the only place that can really happen is in here, the doorway of the heart. Because people can tell if we're frauds. I don't know about you, but if you've ever seen someone who who just talks all the talk, but they don't walk the walk, you can't listen to them. It's like a shallow pool. It's like, uh, it's it's repelling. It's repelling because the the talk doesn't match the walk. The depth isn't there. And so we want to have that doorway where we go in deep, where we know who we believe, we know what we believe, and we know his voice so that when we are speaking, people can tell. Now, there's always going to be limitations. There's always going to be doubts. There's always going to be fears. But credibility is an important part. It's interesting. Jesus was so credible, even his enemies knew who he was. Jesus was so credible, even the demons knew who he stood for. It's an amazing thing when your enemies respect you so much that they can identify that you're a great leader, even if they don't agree with you. And so we can learn from this that not only was Jesus so credible by what he did and what he said, but others wanted to follow. Now, crowds were following. He had to get out in a boat because so many. And of course, we know that crowds come and go. So that's not just the pinnacle of credibility. But if we can tap into these three things, initiative, sacrifice, and maturity, I believe we get gain access to some of the areas where people will listen to our voice. People are drawn to results more now than ever before, to be honest, because everything's data-driven. You, you can get software to manage software to manage software. You can get something that runs anything. And it's, it's just the world we live in. It's amazing in so many ways, but it's also a drawback in some ways. People are drawn to results. And people will be drawn to us, not 
just because we know our statistics, but our walk matches our talk. Our maturity has some depth that actually feeds them. And we actually live lives that people look at and go, wow, okay, you've got something. I might not agree with you, but you've got something. And I think the older I'm getting, I'm realizing you don't have to win every argument. But if you live really well, if you live really happy, if you live really healthy, and if you love the Lord, serve Him and honor Him, He will work stuff out. He will just work stuff out. It's a fascinating thing. We've had a lot of rain lately, I think you'll agree. And we've had rivers running through our property that where rivers never existed before. Maybe like some of you, as we have here in church. But it's a fascinating thing watching water find its way. It finds its way. You don't really need to help it unless you need to sort of direct its path a little bit so that it doesn't flood your house. But water will find a way. Nature will find a way. And the energy behind nature is called God. And God, the ultimate energy life source, will force his way through us. And we get to sort of direct the way that that energy flows. I know some people might think, is this getting new age? No, God's the creator of energy. The new ages have just stolen some of that stuff. God's the creator of life force, energy, all that stuff. And so it's one of those things when he wants to operate through us, we're just the vessel. We're just the vessel and we, we get to direct and just sort of maneuver, but he'll find a way. He'll find a way whether we think we're in control or not. The more controlling we become, the more he'll just kind of try to mess things up a little bit. But people are drawn to results. So they're, they're looking at us like we're looking at Jesus and we're going, wow, I believe every single word you ever said. Look what you did. I still am fascinated when I look. He went to some towns and every single person was healed or delivered of demons. Every single person. Now, I've never seen that in my life. I, I pray that I will see that in my lifetime. But it's one of those things. I look and I can be disappointed in what I'm not seeing. Or I can say, Lord, I'm still believing. I'm still believing. I want to see that stuff. And we're on the journey. So begin filling the boat with fish. Begin filling the boat with fish. And if he chooses to throw in a thousand, great. Or if he just throws in a couple, great. It's still miraculous. But oftentimes our disappointment will look at the lack rather than what he's giving. And that's sometimes where we can glass half full, glass empty. We can actually get down on ourselves. And I think the key to operating in this atmosphere is faith. Hebrews 11 verse 6 says, And without faith, it's impossible to please God. I'll read that again. And without faith... It's impossible, impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. If you are earnestly seeking God, he will reward you. He will reward you. Don't give up. Don't give up. You might feel like you've prayed that prayer 25 million times. Don't give up. 
You never know when the breakthrough's coming. You never know when the answer is coming. You never know when that boat might be filled up in an awfully quick space of time. Don't give up. If you're earnestly seeking, if you're asking the Lord, if you're believing, don't give up. Even if you're not seeing the results around you, you can trust Him. You can bank on Him. You can put your currency into the kingdom of heaven and you can rely on Him. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So if we're not stretching ourselves in faith in some way, we're not pleasing Him. It's an interesting thought, isn't it? It challenges me to go, where am I putting a little extra faith out there? Where am I stretching my spiritual muscles and going, God, I'm going to put some faith on the line. I'm going to put something out there because things have been pretty good for a long time. I want to encourage some of you, begin stretching your faith to new record levels if you want the record haul. It's a lesson I learned in finances. Karen and I often relate it back to when I was like 18 or 19, and I, uh, I've said this story many times, Baptist boy from here, um, you know, tithing was good. Most Baptists tithe, and those that don't, well, it doesn't matter. You just get on with life and do what you... That's how I've grown up. I go out to a Pentecostal church at Paradise, and I'm, I'm with all these young people, and they all talk about double tithing, triple tithing, seven times tithing. I'm like oh my goodness, what are these people talking about? And they take up a miracle offering at a youth camp with 300 young adults and raise $45,000. This is 28 years ago now. And, and I, remember, I remember just thinking, oh my goodness, it was for Ashley Evans. That, that, the, the guest speaker was at the youth camp. And um, I don't even know if Ashley Evans needed the money, but they took up $45,000 to bless him, and that broke my little Baptist mind <laughs> because I carried a poverty spirit that thought, what are, what are we giving into this guy? He gets a salary from the church. He's driving a nice car. I didn't think all that stuff, but I'm just saying that for those of you who do. But, <laughs> but I, I remember it was challenging me, but, but we, we did pledging, and I gave into that thing, and I'm telling you, something broke in my life when I learned to give. And I gave radical. I didn't even go to the church. But everyone else was given. There was such a spirit of generosity in the room. I just began giving. And week after week, I pledged. And I gave for like seven weeks in a row. And I, I gave. And spending more time out there, I learned the gift of giving. And I'm telling you, if you've never learned the gift of giving, and this is not what the sermon's about, then you're missing out. You're absolutely missing out. Because the enemy wants to keep us into a poverty mindset where we will only give just enough. And do you know what happens? We only live just enough. We only get just enough. But when we break through to a new level, and this is something Karen and I, we've been married 25, nearly 26 years. We've done it all those 26 years. Every year we make sure we're stretching ourselves and giving bigger and better. We better take it up a notch now, next year, now that I'm saying that. But, and we will. We will. We have no problem doing that because, because it's, it's a miraculous, just a miraculous thing. That it's one area I've got more faith than anything else because I've seen it in my own life for 30 plus years. You cannot outgive God. You cannot outgive God. And I'm not saying this because we're taking up an offering or we desperately need your money or anything like that. I'm not a, you know this. I'm not a manipulator for money. I'm the opposite. 
But I'm telling, good time though, yeah. Keith, Keith, our finance officer says, good time though. <laughs> but I'm telling you, what better time coming into a new year, take things up a whole new level. Take things up a whole new level. Because it, it, it is an area where many Christians lack, but we don't realize we're robbing ourselves. Malachi says that. We're robbing ourselves. I wonder how many years have we robbed ourselves of so much blessing? And so I'm going to ask the worship team to come up. But from Luke 5 onwards, if you keep reading there, Jesus goes on, he keeps teaching and preaching, he heals the paralytic, and then he, he keeps going on and preaching, teaching, performing miracles. And you see the interesting thing, and this is why Jesus' message is so timely, there's, there's, and, and it will never end until he returns again. And that is, his message was so authentic it was so powerful, it was demonstrated. And this is, this is my area that I'm always asking the Lord for. And this is my area of faith. Finance, no problems. I can believe and I just have a, an anointing and a, and a belief in that area. But the miraculous, the miracles, this is an area I need to stretch my faith. I need to stretch my faith and say, well, Lord, I've seen it. I've, I've operated in that we've seen scattering miracles throughout our life but what about the boat <laughs> what about the boat it is time it is time i don't know about you do you ever get just wave at me if you get frustrated with your lack of results i know i'm i'm continuing the sentence even while you're waving at me i could add anything there and you're still waving at me do you know our faith will be rewarded your faith will be rewarded. The Bible talks about a day when you and I are going to meet Jesus face to face. We're going to meet him face to face. And he's going to be staring you in the face and staring me in the face. And we will be rewarded for how we have conducted our lives here on earth. We haven't got long, have we? We haven't got long. The grayer I'm getting, I shaved most of it off this week. The greyer I'm getting, the more I'm... Actually, Sam, Sam's shaved it off. If you don't like the hairdo, blame Sam. <laughs> it's good, Sam. Karen approved. That's all that matters. It's all that matters. See, the interesting thing I have learned about faith is that when we're face-to-face -face with Jesus, and if it's impossible please him without faith, then that means when we meet him face to face, we will be rewarded because of our faith, not because of our results. So it's, it's actually the belief in him that he wants, not the outcome. So for me, it takes away that big worry of the outcome. Because as long as on the journey I've shown and evidenced and lived a life of belief and faith, then that's what we be, get rewarded for. Not for the millions of people we've saved, not for all the different statistics that we can quote, have we had faith? Did we trust him? Did we believe in him? And that can only happen in the inner sanctum of everyone's heart. A lot of people won't even know. 
A lot of people won't even see or hear or any of that stuff, but it's the inner sanctum of our heart. Do we really believe Him? Do we really believe that He is who He says He is? Do we really have faith to believe that He will do that thing that right now seems completely impossible? Like Simon, God, we've been out all night, I'm knackered. We've been believing for that thing for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. Abraham believed and was rewarded. And so our faith is what matters, not the results. I believe the results will follow. I believe the results, the authenticity, the credibility will follow. But it's our faith. It's the believing in Him. So I want us to stand. I want you just to close your eyes, lift your hands, and just spend a minute with the Lord asking Him, what is it? What is it? You probably already know the answer. What's the area of faith you want to stretch me in? What's the area of faith? Maybe it's believing for lost loved ones. Maybe it's believing for your own healing, for another's healing. Maybe it's believing for others in your region to be saved. Or maybe it's for your own breakthroughs in limitations, breaking habits, breaking cycles, breaking other things around you. Maybe it's taking your life to a whole new level and a level you've never dreamt of, but you have actually let yourself dream about sometimes. But then you fall back in a poverty mindset. You fall back into depression. You fall back into the old ways. Holy Spirit, I pray this morning that you would do the work that only you can do and that you would stretch our faith as a community so that into 2023, we would believe for bigger things. We would believe for more of the kingdom of heaven to be released over this house, over our region. We thank you for what you're doing, but we ask for more. We ask that you would stretch us to believe, stretch us to see new things. Yeah, thank you, Lord Jesus. Holy Spirit, I pray that you'd just speak to us your words right now. Speak to us those words that you want over us. Those things that you see over us. I wasn't going to do this, but just stay, stay with your eyes closed and don't worry, we're not having prayer ministry. We have nothing to fall on. <laughs> but I just want to encourage, I know I do this every now and then, every t- now and then when I feel like it. I want to encourage the men. I want to encourage the men. When Jesus comes back, it says in Revelation that he's a w- rider on a white horse with a sword in his hand. In other words, he's not a wimp. He's the ultimate warrior. He's the ultimate warrior. And in today's society and in, for a lot of guys, once they hit 30s, 40s, 50s and beyond, we give up our manhood. We give up 
some of that stuff that He's intrinsically put inside of us because it's too hard or the various reasons. But I want to encourage you, in your prayer closet, read the book of Revelation and begin seeing the ultimate warrior who's coming for you. Because there's a piece of that, that warrior inside of you that I believe he wants to reawaken. He wants to reawaken. And so, Lord, I pray that you would release your voice over us as a house. You would stretch us to believe and to see everything that you have for us. Unlimited, everything you have for us. Just lift both hands to heaven right now. Lord, I pray just as we, as one church, one family, look to you this morning, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would fill us with the mind of Christ to see things as you see, to see our region and people and opportunities as you see them. And we pray that you would give us your faith, your understanding, your ideas, your mind. Holy Spirit, fill us with every good gift from the Father. Every good gift from heaven. By the power of your Spirit, in Jesus' name, amen.